Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid, home of the Sinusoid Slate Custom Cable. Is it a custom cable? Hey man, you get the length you want, that's custom in my book. That is custom. They make it when you order it so it's nice and fresh. It's like those loaves of bread you get from Safeway, right when they come out of the oven, you can smell it when you're walking around the store. I don't think I've ever gotten one of those. Sinusoid Cables, they're the fresh French bread of cables. And they make cables and smiles. They're the uh, they're the vampire of cables. They last a hundred years. You're throwing in all the catchphrases the, this episode. Sinusoid cables are the pet parrot of cables. They're going to outlive you with that hundred year guarantee. You're going to love them. Go check out sinusoidcables.com. Hey guys, this episode is also brought to you by Walrus Audio. Tomorrow they release the ARP 87 delay. They're probably going to put out a video on their channel, and you should probably watch it if you want to know about it. But you should watch it after you check out our demo of the ARP 87. Absolutely. Check ours out first. And then if, check out theirs. Because if there's anyone who's familiar with the pedal that they made, it's going to be us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but check it out. Uh, thanks to Walrus for letting us be part of their product launch and for sponsoring this episode. Absolutely. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, breaking, mining, fixing, playing, reviewing, breaking, you got playing. Hung, you got screwed up because you skipped trading. Trading. You skipped trading. Faking. Faking. Podcast. <laughs> Just about at this point. I mean, I haven't played guitar in a good like year and a half. How about you, Steve? I I love how you're, you just ghost play through all your demos. <laughs> well, I recorded a bunch of like riffs like a couple of years ago, and I just keep using them over and over again, you yep. know? <laughs> They're all just isolated guitar tracks from, uh, from Dino Ghost. You know, it's, it's really true what they say. We have a lot to learn about guitars and tone. <laughs> oh, man. What's new, Steve? Uh, so what's new is... Um, oh, actually, I have, a, I have a new pedal that I haven't got to use yet. Oh, yeah? Uh, I got the uh, SBN Trinity. Oh, yeah, yeah. You keep, um, you keep telling me about that thing yeah, off so show. <laughs> I've... Uh, I, uh, basically, I was on uh, Gear Talk Praise and Worship, and this guy's like, anyone know about this pedal, the SBN Trinity? And uh, a few of us who actually did know. So SBN pedals was like a really, I don't know who you would compare them to now. But it I've was, always gotten the impression that it's kind of like, for the, it, it, it was like a senior and a guy who's in a senior and it's kind of like a, an equivalent to like a wrought iron leather effects. Yeah, kind yeah. of like this guy's part of a scene that you were in. Uh, part of a community and like you were all just kind of like buying his stuff. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think this was really like pre Facebook, so I I think uh, Ed over at Raw Iron has actually a lot more traction. Oh, of course. Um, but in terms of well, it's it a totally kinda, different scene now. Yeah, kind of being a guy in a scene. Um, I've got of course the SBN Little Eagle, which is an overdrive. Uh, the Big Daddy Ant Blaster, which is a boost, and their flanger which I think was just the BYOC. So the guy actually who was doing uh, SBN was a, like a troubleshooter guy on like the BYOC forums for a long time. Oh, okay. And uh, so some of the some of his pedal designs were basically taking the BYOC stuff and then doing like very specific tweaks to make him uh-huh. his own and whatever. Um, but the Trinity was a triple pedal he built. 
boost overdrive distortion. The boost was a modified Big Daddy amp blaster, from what I understand. And then the overdrive and distortion were like brand new circuits. Okay. Uh, f- specifically for the Trinity. Now, one of those uh, has so often been referred to as the 22 caliber, which I don't know if you remember that single knob distortion pedal that I had. Yeah. It was like the, on the bright orange box. Uh huh. So that pedal is the prototype uh, for whatever ended up in the Trinity. Um, gotcha. So it's in a tall box. It's very. It's like the size of like the Tim. Oh, uh, interesting. I haven't had a chance. The to Tim like, is a big box. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to plug it in and mess around with it yet. But I'm thinking that uh, if as long as everything works out, it's going to become like the the uh, anchor. I guess you would say for like a new board. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I've got some uh, shelving that I I need to convert into a pedal board, so that will be like my starting point. Uh, but basically, I got it off of a dude on, I started to say, on Gear Talk, Praise, and Worship, who traded a Walrus Voyager, I think, for it. And But he was on the fence. He's like, I don't know if I should make this trade. And I just told him, I was like, look, like, whatever you, if you make the trade and you don't like it, like, just let me know. And we'll, like, we'll, I'll, I'll buy it off of you as long as, like, I can swing it. Sure. Uh, so I ended up getting it for 140 um, I think. Do you feel like that's a fair price? Yeah, uh, you know, it, uh, it's tough because the resale value is like again, it's very niche. I've yeah. already had like a couple guys be like, "Dude, if you ever decide to sell it, like we got it, we got." Because I'm still on the forum where these pedals were popular, uh-huh. and so they got they only made like I think twelve of these. There might have been two runs, so it might have been like a run of twelve, and then like another run of like six or something. Yeah, uh, the one that I have is is acid etched. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so it's not just a, a screen. It's kind of like a limited edition. Yeah, it's it's there. I think there of that run of twelve, like maybe half or eight of them or something were uh-huh. were uh, etched. So it, it's really cool. I'm really looking forward to messing around with it. Hopefully, I can give a more thorough review uh, pretty soon. I know I'm playing guitar live again. Uh, at church in a couple weeks. So I'll probably try to, if I don't have a new board to put it on, I'll find a way to fit it on my current board. Gotcha. What's new with you, Ryan? Man, what's new with me? Well, I'm going to tease something right now. What are you going to tease? Um, I'm not going to say what it is, but I am, uh, I'm going to Nam. Oh yeah. This week I'm going to leave on Wednesday and, uh, I'll be attending Nam Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm planning on releasing, Information for something that we've been working on behind the scenes during Nam. Oh, so as you know what this is, but I'm not going to say what it is. But just you know, keep your eyes glued to social media around Wednesday and Thursday, kind of time, and I'll be posting information. Is what I I'm have saying. no idea what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking is about. Is that a thing we worked on today? It's the thing that I've been working on with a, the guy that we know. Oh, okay. So not the thing that we actually do need to talk about. Still. No, but we do need to talk about that, too. All right. Well, let's talk about it later. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that in a little bit. Um, let's get into some goodness. Yeah, let's get into some ads, uh, right? This ad was sent in by somebody. Ethan Barker. Ethan Barker. This is a uh, hybrid acoustic guitar. Now, normally when I think of a hybrid acoustic guitar, I think of like the... Uh, Fender Strat Acoustic? Yeah, like an acoustic electric that's, you know, like not good at being either. Maybe the Epiphone, <laughs> maybe the Epiphone Chet Atkins. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, this one is a modified bass slash acoustic electric guitar hybrid. Tuned E A bass, then D G B E guitar. Totally works. Yeah, super works, I bet. Make an offer. I'm not looking to sell for $300. It's listed for $300 plus $40 shipping. So, so. when I first looked at these pictures, I didn't even see what was going on because what caught my eye initially was that the uh, the it's a, a three by three headstock. Yes, the the D tuner had been moved to the middle top edge of the of the headstock. Yes, like fl- like if this was a Gibson headstock, it would be like right in the middle of like the book fold mm-hmm. in the middle. And I was just catching my eye. I'm like, why did they do this? I don't get it. Like, I was expecting to see damage around, like, the tuning peg hole. Yeah, you kept saying to me, like, there's no damage. There's no damage. Yeah, I was, like, looking for, like, damage where, like, they would have needed to move it away from a crack or something like that. And then you pointed out what was actually going on is they converted the low E and A to bass tuners to host bass strings. And so they had to move that tuner up to get the string around the big fat bass tuners. And the whole thing just looks like a disaster to me. Yeah, it's really, I kind of am interested in, in hearing this. The, the he, guy says there's a SoundCloud uh, link. He compares it to Charlie Hunter, who, uh, I don't know if you know who Charlie Hunter is. No. But I don't know who Charlie Hunter is. <laughs> I like the way that you resolved that, Steve. Uh, I don't know if you know who it is, but I don't know who it is either. Apparently, he is a uh, he plays a custom seven and eight string eight string guitars, and he is a, a jazz. Guitarist. I'm not surprised. I I my first thought when I realized what was going on here was that this like was a local H style acoustic right. guitar, but here here's my main thought on this. Besides the bizarre like hack job on the tuners. Oh gosh, and the bridge too. What is going on? How are the bass strings being held in? Well, one of the bass strings is being held in, and the other one appears to not. <sighs> the bridge looks like a wreck. But here, here's my initial thought on this. This might work, and this might play great, like for the first week or two that you have it like this. Eventually, this neck is going to twist around like a Twizzlers. Like it's going to look like a like a licorice stick after a while because those licorice like the. Uh, the tension on those bass strings is going to warp the uh, the truss rod, right? You this know, is not I, a balanced setup. I don't know. I mean, it, it's not balanced, but then I actually... It really comes down to how much tension is really being put on there and if it's being offset. So, I, I mean, without looking at... Obviously, like it, it seems like it should be really off balance and that, that could potentially do some damage to the wood over time. Um, but I mean, you're also talking about this being a BC rich acoustic guitar. The guy's asking $300 for it, which is about 150 too much in my opinion. Sure. But, but how much, like, how much are you worried about just like being in existence is warp is potentially warping the wood on this guitar? Right. Right. It's, there's nothing here where you're like, Oh, over, over. 10 years I warped the neck on this crazy acoustic guitar head. Yeah, but you paid $300 for it. So over 10 years you paid $30 a year. Big deal. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think this is a good gamble. For 300 bucks. I wouldn't buy so this. So 150 you you would consider this. 150 is novelty money for this guitar. All right. Is what I'm saying. I actually don't mind the look of it. Otherwise, I haven't seen a BC Rich acoustic like this before. 
I kind of like the bright red cherry yeah. look of it. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. And the body shape isn't bad. It's a typical, it's a standard like single cutaway acoustic shape. It's not like a crazy like, you know, like warrior shape or something like that. You know, like what BC Ridge guitars can be. It would be, be better if it was. Um, I would, I would play a thin line. What is the what is the X shape? Um, the warlock. The warlock. I would play a thin line. I think that's the one you were thinking of. Not thin line, but like a like. Like the the Fender acoustics, the Tele acoustics, I would play one of those, a hybrid acoustic. But yeah, this thing is is mangled. I I would not spend real money on this thing for sure. All right, do we want to get into the topic? Let's get into this first topic. We're ripping through this episode already. This is fast. Uh, so let's see if I can get to the screen grab. All right, uh, Paul Grant posted on our Facebook group. Uh, he says, this is new. <laughs> he found a... Yeah, I'd play that. Acoustic uh, Warlock. He, Steve found a picture of one. Paul Grant says, this is new. My phone is now listening to 60 Cycle Hum and picked up on the mention of Chapman Guitars in 176 and giving me ads based on that. Spoopy. That's kind of nerve-wracking. It's kind of... It's kind of a little... It's a little like a Big Brother-ish, right? Are you sure we didn't like put... I'm trying to figure out what episode you're that the one who on. writes the description. I'm and wondering puts if I like wrote it in the description or something. I don't think so because it was like I vaguely remember that, and it was like a very like side mention. Okay, hold on. It was in 176. Let's check the feed. Yeah, check it out, Steve. I, either way, like, hey, uh, I guess uh, Google's got good taste in podcasts. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm impressed that they're listening. I'm honored that Google is listening to us. And, uh, you know, they're one of uh, the downloads on our weekly downloads list. You know, I think that's, (laughs) I think it's an honor to have an entire company listening to our podcast. Well, at least one person, right? At least one robot at Google is listening to our podcast yeah. and picking out if all the, the few like keywords it can to see the if robo- they can target ads. At if people. all the robots at uh, Google were listening to this podcast, you all would be getting a lot more uh, Coors ads, uh, Coors ads, <laughs> a lot more Facebook advertisements for Julian Apple Pie. <laughs> oh, this is. Okay, here's the part of the of the show you know where we just like mention things that would be embarrassing or frustrating for people to have targeted toward them. For you know why I buy Chevy because they're built like a rock. Yeah, I like things that are built like rocks. Speaking of rocks, have you shopped at Zales lately? I haven't. Speaking of rocks, have you ever had Rolling Rock? <laughs> I have had Rolling Rock, Steve. I don't know. What, is it bad? <laughs> it's all right. I've always heard that it was better before it got bought out by whoever bought it out. I don't know who bought it out, but it's in a green bottle, so it's probably Heineken. Uh, I have no idea, honestly. Uh, okay, how, what's how, some? How do you feel about Lagunitas in the post-Heineken era? <laughs> what's a really good brand that we could just that if people start getting targeted, they would know like for sure. Oh like, man! Hey, uh, you know what I love? I love me that. I love me that Fiji water. Oh, Fiji water is the best. It tastes just like the ocean. I like the way that they take that Fiji water out of an island and then put it on a boat over more water and bring it to me in a place where there's not even close to that island. Yeah. Love Good that old Fiji, Fiji water. water. Have, you, have you been getting targeted for these ads on Facebook and Instagram for Orb? What's Orb? Uh, well, my, my initial thing that I want to say is when you ask that is that Orb is horse. 
That's a joke from my brother, my brother and me. Oh, I haven't listened to my brother, my brother and me in like a year. Well, this was like from three years ago. <laughs> Something that stuck with me. So anyways, there's this new product that's like an, a water additive called Orb. Okay. I've been, it's been targeted at me so hard, I can't believe it. Like every social media is like advertising it to Have me. Have you ever clicked on a link for it? No, uh, but I comment on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's why you now. keep getting more. But, but. I was getting flooded with it. I was like, I got to comment on this. So I just comment orb is horse now <laughs> to reference the, my brother, my brother and me podcast joke. Uh, they blocked me on Facebook over what? it because I kept saying orb is horse, but they haven't figured out how to block me on Instagram yet. So I still comment orb is horse every chance I get, but it's stupid because they blocked me on Facebook, but I still see the ads. That's and I said, like, I don't want to see these ads anymore to Facebook, but they still show me the ads. They must be spending a billion dollars advertising this That's crazy. orb garbage to I, me. I just generally find things I click on come back. And oh, some, sure. You know, sometimes it's bad because, like, I just want to, like, send you a link. Like, this happened back when we were talking about shipping. When yeah. you were first starting to, like, when you had a bunch of stuff to sell on Reverb and you were asking me about it. I was like, oh, I use these packages, but like if you have a box, it might be cheaper to use these poly mailers from Amazon. So I click on the, you know, I pull up the Amazon, I find the poly mailers, I send you the link. Then for the next like week afterwards, I get all these Amazon ads in every app that uh-huh. Amazon is in uh-huh. for poly mailers. So I'm playing like, you know, freaking Candy Crush or whatever, like whatever stupid phone game. You know, got to feed the monkey sort of game I'm playing. And an Amazon ad pops up for poly mailers. Right. Well, anytime I buy anything off of Amazon, they advertise it to me for like six months. It's like, I already bought it, guys. The worst part is when you put something in your cart on some site because just because you want to know how much shipping is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Then you see the shipping price. I did it on some company's site and... For whatever reason, it wouldn't let me like remove it from their cart. So I was just like, whatever, I'm out of here. And then for a week, I was getting emails. Hey, did you you still got this in your cart, bro? And uh, so between that and then I was getting ads being like, do you st- are you still interested in like... Right, right. I don't even remember what it was. Well, to wrap up this topic, I just got to say upset stomach, constipation, diarrhea, diarrhea. Uh, maybe it's time to get some Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol. Clear out your stomach issues. All right, let's get on to the next For ad. half an hour. <laughs> All right, we got a couple of these uh, themed this week. This was sent by Josh Marmon. Actually, it's posted to the Facebook group. Uh, this is a... I wish we had more pictures of this. I've there only got are a few on there. Grab. I'm surprised you only did the one. Yeah, I'm this sorry. This is a guitar neck slash amp in Dolgeville, New York. This is a guy who takes... Um, he makes lamps out of like guitar stuff. Uh huh. So this one is an Epiphone neck attached to a Squire SP10. Well, we've seen amp. We've seen guitar lamps before, where someone yeah. takes a neck and turns it into a guitar. This take <laughs> turns it into a lamp. This takes it a step further and runs the guitar neck into a tiny little practice amp. Yeah. So it's like combining elements into a lamp. At some point, he's going to figure out how to combine a pedal into these things. And have three elements going on at the same time. I don't know where the pedal will be. Maybe it'll be the switch for the light? I have no idea. But he's got this guy, and he's got uh, a microphone lamp, which is sort of the same thing, but instead of the neck of the lamp being a guitar neck, the neck of the lamp is a microphone. 
The neck of the lamp is a microphone. Yeah. How big of a microphone are we talking here? It was weird, but I saw the picture. Was there a microphone like stand incorporated in it? Maybe not. I wish I could see this picture, Steve. I just wish I could look Why at it. Why didn't you look at it when eyes. you grabbed the screenshot of this I'm thing? Sorry, Steve. You had it in your hands. <sighs> I've, I've, I've failed you, Steve. I'm so sorry. You have failed me for the last time. <laughs> not for the first time, that's for sure. No. Here. What the hell? I found it. I'm showing it to you, Ryan. I'm showing it to you to make this pod so great sounding. What microphone is that? I don't know, but it's long. It's a long microphone. And there's a guitar clock here. Ooh, that guitar clock looks bad. Yeah, you got to put all these pictures it says into... the guitar clock is sold. Of course it is. You got to put all these pictures into right. the I'll description. I'll try to remember to do it, but I'll But this looks bad, right? All this looks bad to me. Yeah. I yeah, think it's, it's all gross. ugly. $40 for a guitar neck amp. Like, this guy is wasting his time on these. <laughs> like he, but it, people are how, buying how is them. He, how is he getting these necks and amps? He must the be. The ad says that that Marshall amp and clock are gone. They have sold. The guitar clock But is where is sold. he getting the raw materials cheap enough to make a profit I doing that? I don't know, this? man. Maybe he's He must a, be raiding, like, He's probably garage sales right, or so something. So he probably uh, owns a guitar shop, and some kid dropped that Epiphone off of their broken the wall. It's broken. He's already written it off his taxes, and then he's like glued the neck back together and turned it into a I lamp. Mean, I've, I'm guilty of making lamps before. I've never made a lamp. You know that about me. I have. There's a lamp in the in the kitchen room over here. That's an old lawn ornament. Oh, that, that one. I, yeah, that I drilled. Yeah. It, my what I say is anything you can drill a hole through can be a lamp, like because you can just put the stuff in there to make it a lamp. What but, about me, Ryan? Can you turn me into a lamp? Yes, I could. Yes, I could, Steve. I could turn you into a beautiful lamp. All right, cool. <laughs> but I just think this is ugly, and it it falls under what I've said before. Uh, guitarists don't need to be reminded that they play guitar with, you know, furniture and, you know, novelty neckties and, you know, like goofy little like knickknacks and things like that. Like the way to decorate your, your living space, if you're a guitarist is to put a fretrest guitar holder on the wall. Let's see if that shows up in uh, Google results now. Uh, and hang a guitar in the room you're in. That's the way to decorate a room for a guitarist, is to hang an actual guitar in there. Not to like have goofy lamps or you know rugs that are shaped like acoustic guitar bodies. Not to have like a, a swimming pool shaped like an electric guitar in your backyard. Like just put a guitar in the place where you want to be. That's how you decorate. Or an amp, you know? You put the thing that you like in the room, is what I'm saying, Steve. Oh, okay. Good idea. <laughs> Steve is done with this already. <laughs> All right, uh, we got some housekeeping to take care of. Let's do it. Uh, first, I want to welcome uh, Albert Lanier Mills the Fourth to uh, the Inner Circle. Uh, he did that by sending us ten dollars a month on uh, through the Podbean uh, patronage nice. site. Uh, so would, he's going to get a nice package in the mail soon, right? Yeah, I sent it out. You did already? This morning. Wow, Steve, I'm impressed. Yep. We only have one barefoot button left. I need to hit them up and There's see one inner circle if I can button. get more for the inner circle. It could just be the last one. It could be the last one. We'll see. Who knows? 
what I can work out. Um, I would also like to make a shout out to uh, XQT one zero six six two five three seven five three four seven six eight five eight. You know he's a he's a good friend of mine. I you know I call him Q for short. Uh, anyway, uh, basically what happened is somebody signed up to pledge uh, to the 60 Cycle Hum Podbean account through Facebook. Uh, so the contact email I have is through Facebook. Um, I don't know who you are. And um, I pulled the image and I posted on the 60 Cycle Hum Facebook group and nobody knew who you were. Yep. Um, and a lot of people wanted to call you Beefy McBeefcake. Oh, uh, because you are a well muscular churred man playing guitar, a with handsome, a, for- a with, handsome fella with a forearm tattoo. Um, so, I guess I'm gonna leave it up to you to reach out to us uh, when you hear this, because I don't really know what to do from here. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this and you know who you are, hit us up and tell us your real name. Or just stay anonymous, but you're never going to get any of the benefits from pledging to us, yep. which is All unfortunate. Right. Uh, last thing nope, here. Nope, 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 nope. We got one more. Oh, okay. What real. do you got? Oh, well, I was going to say we have? we have one more guitar furniture ad to talk oh, about. Oh, we got another guitar furniture ad. Yeah. Uh, this is another ugly piece of guitar I furniture. I hated this one so much. I forgot about it. It's really bad. This was on the uh, the Ugly Guitars uh, Facebook this group. This isn't even an ugly guitar. It's an ugly table. It's an ugly table made out of guitars. Uh, it is like a Les Paul style body, uh-huh. which I'm guessing. Well, it doesn't look like it was ever a bolt on because there's not holes in the back. No, it says it was a Epiphone Les Paul, and based on the, what these parts are, I think this is the Epiphone Les Paul custom. Okay, so it has three legs. Yes, it's the it's the the body, but the back of the body is the tabletop. So the pickup side is facing down to yeah, the floor. You have to do it that way. And then there's three legs on it. Uh huh. Two of the legs are, they look like piano bench legs. Yeah. One of the legs is the neck. Yep. And if you know anything about Gibson style neck design, you, you're not going to be able to put like two glasses of beer on this before that headstock breaks. Right. Right. <laughs> but this just looks awful. Right. It's not my favorite. It looks really bad to it's me. It's just too small to do anything with, and it, that tripod design should be stable, but it just doesn't look It doesn't stable. matter if it's stable. There's a little bit of an arch to the back of the guitar, I think, and it's just never going to be perfectly flat. The guitar should be flat. Well, it's never going to be perfectly flat, and then you have the control cavity thing back there that doesn't look like it's flat with the body. Well, that that's, is There's true. just not that's a lot not. of surface area here to actually put things on this table. You could put a guitar lamp on this table and complete the ugliness. Like, put that amp neck lamp on here. It would actually work because that was an Epiphone <laughs> neck, too. Yeah. Oh, man. $30 for this. This is another one. It's like, it must have been really broken. And they were like, oh, let's just experiment with this. $30. Like, how did they get this guitar? And why did they spend so much time ruining it to do this awful thing to it? I'm just not stoked about this at all. This is terrible. Sorry, dude. You done the bad thing to another guitar and made furniture. All right, now <laughs> let's talk about the brand new adventures of the wheel pedals. Wheel of, of pedals. pedals. All right. 
So we're uh, rebooting the wheel pedals again. It went kind of dead for a while. Yeah. Every now and then someone would send something in. Uh, we did the the hundred dollar used value minimum. Yeah, and it's a nightmare because the market is in flux. Half the stuff you guys have like Who is knows? either so new that it's not on the used market, or it's so rare it's not on the used market. So it's just super hard to verify prices. You know, I always like to get my price my prices off of eBay. Other people want to use Reverb, and I'm like, yeah, this thing's been on Reverb for like three months. It's never going to sell at right, right. hundred and three dollars. So yeah. your pedal's not worth $100. Sorry, dude. I think it was just too confusing. Yeah, so uh, new wheel of pedals. First thing, uh, we're going to try to put on YouTube. Yeah. At least the first one that we recorded today is going to be on YouTube. Uh, second thing, our new press cuff. So we still want to keep uh, the the wheel of pedals special. Yeah. Um, and uh, so to do that, we're, we're still going to keep a price point up there. We just don't want to, you know, we're trying to not have Dan Electro food pedals. We're trying to not have DOD grunge pedals yeah, or, uh, or Boss uh, DS1s. Or Metal Zones or Metal Cores. Like basically anything that exists in like this no one wants it. We all had them as teenagers kind of realm. Right. So the new cutoff is going to be $125 minimum advertised price. That's the new price, guys. Yeah, that's uh, basically if you go on Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, Guitar Center, whatever, and that's the price that they show online, then that is the value that we're referencing. Uh, basically, we picked this price point because uh, we kind of went through a lot of different pedals that we thought were cool right now and kind of just saw how that played out. So... Pedals that aren't eligible would include the Boss Metal Core. Pedals that are eligible would include the uh, TC Electronic Sub and Up. Yeah. Is that TC Electronic? It is. Uh, it would include the Paul Cochran Timmy. There you go. Um, it would include the brand new Keeley Compressor Plus. Yep. Which is 130 new. So it's like just over the wire there. But that's a great pedal. Yep. It would not include... The DoD Carcosa Fuzz. Oh, that's a bummer. Is that so, anything even for sale still? Yeah, it's like a hundred bucks new. That's, that, the problem with that is it's such a budget deal. But there's tons of stuff in that range above 125 MSRP. We don't have to worry about used values anymore. Yeah. Uh, go, we have a separate Facebook group for this now, so go check out the Wheel of Pedals Facebook group. And that's where we'll post all the rules and yeah. all the videos so, and things like so that. So now things hopefully, hopefully will be simpler. Obviously, there are pedals out there that were originally worth less than $100 that are now worth more. Sure. Um, and we will take those on a case-by-case -case basis, but we're hoping that this simplifies it a lot where, like, like I want to say the uh, the EHX Big Muff version 7 was originally, like, 50 or 60 bucks, uh -huh. and now it's worth, like, 90 to $110, like, somewhere in that range. So that's one where it's, like, well, the map was super low, but now it's actually, like, worth a little more. Right, right. And like I said, we'll deal with those on a case-by-case basis but i think overall it's gonna make this like a lot easier all around yeah and it's gonna help us like achieve our goal of we're just trying to make ultimately this, make the wheel of pedals better we're just trying to make it more enjoyable for the people who want to participate and make it easier for people to participate and just make it easier for people to to 
take a risk on something that they spent maybe some more, you know, 150, 200 bucks on. Yeah. That they don't really want to sell for one reason or another, but wouldn't mind doing a blind trade. It also closes the gap for people who do contribute something that's like really nice. Like the pedal we got in tonight is really nice. Yeah. The Wampler uh, Faux Tape Echo. Um, so it kind of closes a gap for those people that they know that they can, people who want to throw something really nice at the board aren't going to get cheated when they get a $20 Dan Electro food pedal, you know? Yeah. So that kind of helps it out a bit. All right, let's move on to the next topic. You ready to go with that? Let's get on to that next topic. Uh, Joey Chambly sent Ryan a message and he said, Hey, I couldn't find your thread because Steve wrote it or something. (laughs) Um, But uh, what he said is, How much success can the companies who are giving endorsement deals, you YouTubers... What? How much success can the companies who are giving endorsement deals you YouTubers have? Two YouTubers. Yeah, okay. Basically, okay, here's the question. I'm just going to just break this thing down because sure. I, clearly I can't read right now. Thanks, Coors. Would you buy a YouTuber signature product? Uh, we're talking about Victory Amps, Chapman Guitars, both of which are kind of like uh, off of the uh, Rob Chapman brand who... Uh, Chappers, yeah, yeah. Of course, the guy who does a lot of Anderton's demos and a lot of other stuff. Um, so uh, that's uh, and he says. I'm thinking of Victory Amp Chapman guitars uh, launched by YouTuber and seem to only have signature models for other YouTubers. Uh, other ones, he's not thinking of. The one that came to mind right away for me is the uh, Keeley DNM, uh-huh. uh huh, which was for uh, Dan and Mick of that pedal that pedal show. Yeah, I think pedal, so. The pedal guys. Those pedal dudes, that pedal show, that's what they're called. The, the Them pedal boys. Um, so aside from those two, I couldn't really think of a lot of uh, signature models for um, YouTubers. I don't know if there's a lot of them. Um, and then in turn, I guess the question is, I think that could be an untapped market. Sure. Well, you think about uh, the way people buy guitar equipment now. Like, it used to be, you know, you'd flip through a magazine and Eddie Van Halen would be sitting there playing his signature Kramer with a signature Dunlop pedal. And you'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to go buy that stuff because I'm going to sound like him. Everyone buys gear based off YouTube demos now. And these videos can have thousands upon tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of plays on them. That's more audience than most bands get these days. It just seems like a no-brainer to me from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. Like if there's a really popular like demo guy or like YouTube personality playing guitar, like why wouldn't you want to make something signature for them where their fans would be inclined to buy it, you know? Like there's that guy who plays who makes those bass demos mm-hmm. where he like just plays like ridiculous parts oh, yeah, yeah, like, I know what you, like what doing something crazy like he'll like someone will be like oh well, can you make a music can you make a song using condiments and he'll make a song right right of, like condiment sounds like slapping mustard and like squirting ketchup bottles and things like that or he'll do like a whole thing where he plays an entire song the percussion the rhythm and the lead parts all with a fretless bass or something like that like that guy gets crap ton of views crap ton of you know like subscribers and stuff like that. Yeah. If I was be, a, uh, if I a was cool a guy. base company, I'd totally be looking to give that guy a signature and be like, Hey, use this every time and like advertise it on your channel. 
Steve is pulling up some Sorry, video. Yeah, I'm trying. The guy's name is uh, the YouTube channel is Davy five hundred four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name is I don't know. He just says he's Italian. There he is. No name. Just an Italian. His name is Davy. Um, but he's a he's what an example. I I actually really enjoyed. Um, he did a video recently that was he did a one hundred one thousand and ten thousand dollar base. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that one was a really cool video. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, they're they're definitely guys that I think if I mean it depends on the kind of work they're doing. I think guys who are doing kind of like gimmicky stuff like that and guys that do tutorials uh would probably have the most success. Uh-huh. Um and they're think you know, they're things where it really depends on what their end goals are. Like part of me thinks like, oh, a um a pedal for Andy you know, from PGS uh-huh. or like some kind of like thing for Andy could be really good. But then at the same time, like something like that, because he's almost strictly a demo or he's actually had to switch away from using fancy gear. Well, not just that, but like, because he's so much of a, a demo or like he can't really promote right. his own, his own brand of stuff. Whereas like, I mean, I guess if he had like a signature guitar, but then sometimes he's demoing a, a guitar. Yeah, but it's also like he switched away from using like the fancier guitars and the fancier amps right. because people were complaining like, yeah, this pedal sounds great, but you're using, you know, the like the super fancy amp yeah. that no one else has. So he switched to using like a what is it like a Fender Deluxe Reverb or something like that. So that's a hard case for him. Where like if I was a a builder, I'd be like, yeah, I want Andy to play my stuff all the time, but then it might just not work for a guy like that. Yeah, you got to figure out like what that what that niche looks like, and that's where it seems like a lot of these other guys who have done it. Um, I don't know some some YouTubers like they're so anonymous in a sense. Like I don't really know who the knobs guy is. I'm sure it's a guy I've met him have before. You met, met, I was gonna say I've, I think I thought you had met him before, but it's yeah. like I can't remember his name or his face. So if I meet him again, right, <laughs> I won't know it. Um, but, you know, it would have to be like some kind of lessons guy. But if you found something and it worked, like one of the things that really works, I think, about Chapman guitars, one is the association with Chapman. Two is um, is just that, like, they're priced right. They're priced, you know, YouTube is, is a young person's game. And those instruments are really, like, well-marketed and well-priced for a younger yeah. uh, audience to be able to afford them. So I think those are important things. I don't know if a um, a pedal might have the same kind of uh, accessibility in terms of like that younger market. I, I mean, to some extent, maybe, but obviously, like Keeley thought it was a good enough deal that he worked something out with the that the, that pedal show guy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't checked that pedal out yet, but it looks cool at Nam. It was like a double drive, like yeah. One side, I think it's for, like a drive and a boost. One side for each of the of the guys, something like that. Do you yeah. think? Uh, do you think we're deserving of our own signature gear, Steve? No. <laughs> you don't think we're deserving of like, like an amp or a pedal or like a signature sixty cycle hum guitar or anything? If, like that? if we had a signature amp, it would just be a rebadged uh, Squire Frontman fifteen. <laughs> And someone, someone's just going to corner the market on them, buy like 
40 of them for like 10 bucks or like 20 or 30 bucks a piece uh-huh. slap take the fender logo off slap our our sticker on and be like look guys signature <sighs> amp yeah <laughs> uh man what what do you what would a 60 cycle hum signature amp even look like garbage it'd probably just be you know like a clean solid state like three knobber or something like that right I don't. I don't even want to know, man. It'd be like a quilter. Probably have some. It'd probably not know very much about tone. <laughs> it would have a lot to learn about guitars and tone. Oh man. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Like, what would a sixty-cycle hum guitar look like? Because you play bass, I play guitar. Like, you would it be double neck? You know, would it be humbuckers? Would it? Be, I mean, you would know, that singles. It's the kind of thing where it's like. You know, we, we kind of, well, you get stuff in that you use for a lot of YouTube videos, but whatever kind of signature instrument that we'd get, if we wanted to promote it all the time, like it would have to be something, it couldn't be crazy. Yeah. It, has it could to, be like a crazy shape maybe, but it'd have to be a, like a conventional, a fairly has, conventional pickup setup. It still has to work like a normal guitar. Yeah. I mean, a pedal, who even knows, right? Probably a flanger. Yeah, probably a big old flanger. It's like a fuzz flanger. It'd be a fl- it'd be a flanger. It'd be a flanger and um like a and a, a fuzz in one. So there's there's that pedal that that company made for for Jack White that doesn't have any knobs. It's just a big right, switch the on third it. Third man. Yeah, yeah. I forget the company that makes them though. Well, I think it was Union. Yeah, Union. Yeah, Union tube and transistor. Yeah, I interviewed the guy at tube and at a thing. whatever. Uh, so my thought was. Why the switch? What if there was a pedal that like was literally just a box you plugged into it and there was no knobs and no switches? Oh my it was gosh. just always on and you couldn't adjust it ever. <laughs> I think that would be like our signature pedal. Like you know, it could be a buffer, like that's normal for buffers, but what if it was what if it was a fuzz, like the craziest fuzz or like an always on overdrive or something like that? I could get into that. I think I could get into that. No switches. You just plug it in. One gain. Yeah. Would it, would the gain be set to unity? There's no volume knobs. There's no gain knobs. There's no knobs at all. No switches. Basically, it's just a box. If you didn't own a loop pedal, yeah. you would be hosed. It's for loop guys only. <laughs> or you just have to. It's for always on guys only. The thing is, no, it's like a 24 decibel boost that's always maxed, always on. Oh, that's. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last ad. Yeah, this one, uh, this is a Jackson uh, guitar. This was sent by Tim Hemingway. It is a guitar, isn't it? It's a mid-2000s Dinky Pro, made in Japan. Not to be confused with the made in not Japans with Jackson pickups. These have Seymour Duncan 59s, wired with a three-way selector. Here are some selections to illustrate how good of a deal it is. Link to reverb, link to reverb, link to reverb. Missing a gig bag, backplate, and trim bar. Other than that, this guitar is Wait, flawless. It's missing the backplate? How does that work? I don't know, man. But uh, this is Oh, made- he means oh, he means the 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 spring cover. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the 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 neck plate. No. Okay. So I the, hope not. The only thing about this that really caught my attention was where he said not to be confused with the made not in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson pickups. You know, those very famous made not in Japan. Like they're labeled like made not in Japan. They, yeah. <laughs> the, N, the, the M in 
J's. <laughs> the M-I-N-J's. M-I- made not in Japan. Made in the M-N-I-J. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that's I can, a very thing, you know... I've got, I've got a, I've got a lot of guitars that are made not in Japan. Yeah, like I think I really favor guitars that are are made. Next not time in Japan. I sell a Mexican Stratocaster, I'm going to be like, this is a made in Mexico Stratocaster, not to be confused with a made not in Mexico Stratocasters. <laughs> what does that Exa- even mean? Exactly, is this a really weird phrasing? And that's literally the only thing entertaining about this ad. But yep. here we are talking about it. Yep. <laughs> Where did this ad came come from? Is this it's all KSL, I think. Okay, so, so this is uh, a not featured on Craigslist ad. <laughs> yeah, this is a featured on a uh, local news channel classified. <laughs> this uh, is ad. a uh, not on Reverb ad. Yeah. Not on eBay ad. Just this, tell me where it is and I'll find is, it. This is a not located in a state that isn't Utah ad. Is that a fancy way of him just not... Trying to avoid saying where the pickups were made, like if he's like feels well, embarrassed that they were made in Taiwan or something. It, I don't, you know, that's the thing that's weird because he says made in Japan, not to be confused with the made in not ja- Japan's with Jackson pickups. So he's saying like this is higher quality. These this has Seymour Duncan's in it, right? But it's like why not just say this is a made in Japan model? They put Seymour Duncan pickups in these because it was a higher end line, right? Whatever. Right. Like, what if they're made? What if the made not in Japan pickups are made in a better place than Japan? Like, what if they're made in Atlantis? I know, right? Mind blowing. All right, uh, big <laughs> Steve, thanks. Steve to, uh, has this look on his face of just pure adoration, and like he's just—I can tell—he's so impressed with the idea that I had that the pickups might be made in Atlantis. That long silence. Like, oh, there was a tear coming out of Steve's eye. He he got so emotional. So, yeah, I'm having an emotion. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Big thanks this week to our sponsors, uh, Walrus Audio. Uh, Again, check out the ARP 87 demo Coming out tomorrow. It's really cool. uh, In fact, it'll be in the liner notes for this app, too. Unless someone leaks it, and then we'll publish the video sooner. Who's going to leak it? Someone always leaks. Uh, this is the worst. All right. And big thanks to Sinusoid. They make cables. And smiles. And other kinds of cables. Y- yes, they make cables and other kinds of cables. Good point. All right. Uh, <laughs> this week's music was sent to us by the Shy Boys. Okay. Let's talk about the Shy Boys for a minute. This is the Shy Boys minute they've right been here. Doing demos for, they've been doing demos for EHX. Uh, no, they did it for uh, Doctor Scientist for the uh, the bit. Quest. They did the bit quest. They I also saw one for the EHX uh, Glorp or whatever. Glo- oh, they, Glotch. They also did a shootout between uh, Electric Mistresses, oh, okay. which is like a flanger. They basically they're a band. Mm-hmm. Shy Boys is a band, and they have a YouTube channel where they post their music videos. But they started doing de- like gear demos too, and they are flat out hilarious yeah like so good they're so good that i get angry because i wish i had come up with <laughs> these concepts first and it's totally like in my wheelhouse so it makes me yeah, double when angry I watched the uh when i watched the bit quest one i was like we could have done this we could have done this and they <laughs> okay here's how it goes their their review show is called effects and pedals arena corner 
And it starts out with this really terrible, like low rent CG, like zoom in on an arena yeah. stadium, and then like zooms behind the stadium to like this corner that looks like it you're real rough. It looks like you're playing a uh, uh, like Castlevania or something like that, and it's yeah. all green screen. And uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Billy Cardigan does the uh, the demos, and. He, the way he talks is just a pile of cliches from all the worst like demos in the yeah. world. And then they take a break in the middle of the demo to do a vaping segment <laughs> where a different guy like talks about vape equipment for like two minutes and then it goes back to the rest of the demo. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's such a fun demo format. Oh, and the guy, he only, he only plays two songs the whole time. He only plays Mary Had a Little Lamb or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Like those are the only songs he plays. Mm-hmm. But somehow it works and you actually get like a good idea of how the pedal works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least it works for the bit quest. Yeah, right? it uh, it makes me question everything I'm doing as a YouTube demoer. I'll say that. All right, so we're going to play two tracks from them back to back. Uh this first track is called Why Do I Always Bleed? And the second track is going to be called Two Horses parentheses and Two Naked Boys. Yeah, this is off their brand new album. Uh, with the title of that you know, that song, that last song is the title track. Yep. So two horses and, and two, two naked, naked boys. boys. So uh, go check them out. Find them on Bandcamp. Buy their whole album. Uh, watch them on YouTube. The Shy Boys. I'm a big fan. Later. Bye.
horses on two And Nicky Bones are two horses Which one, which one do you choose? Are two horses on two And Nicky Bones are two horses Be free of you while y'all Throw my hands in the air Wishing for the stars Oh I do want sales on two Sales on two. 